This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. And so we're praying your day gets jumpstarted on this beautiful Wednesday, January 29th. It's a great day to be alive in Jesus. My co-host today is Pastor Mark Cook. How you doing, Pastor Mark? Good, Pastor Jan. How are you this morning? Good, man. Uh, getting ready to get into the Word and see what God's got to say to us today. But just to explain a little bit about what we do, we read a chapter of the Bible. We've got it set up to read chapter after chapter. Now, it's a little bit different the season we're in right now because we're doing our devotion. And we do a uh, 21-day devotion at the beginning of each year, which uh, began... A little bit later in the in the year, just because the way it was set up, the thirteenth or the twelfth, thirteenth, yeah, thirteenth, we began it on uh, on that morning, began reading that devotion, and uh, we're on day seventeen, and so we really are jumping around because each devotion was written by a different staff member at East Coast Christian Center, somebody that serves there or, or is on staff there at the church, and uh, which made us, you know, just different areas of the Bible instead of just going through a book and going from a, a book to book. And we've already got 2020 set up. And if you look at it, there's book to book to book. But right now we're jumping all over the Bible. So really would help you to get on board and, and go to uh, eccc.us and, and check out where we're at. But we read that chapter. We spend some time studying it, looking at it, talking to Jesus. Really, it's a morning devotion for me and uh, our co-host as we get ready for this and kind of kind of do some things like that. And then we come down to the studios here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center, read the chapter on the air, and then talk about wherever God leads us. And so that's what we're doing. So Mark's going to tell you exactly how to get dialed in. Yeah, Pastor Dan's talking about getting the morning breath guide. And so you can do that by going to the East Coast app. You should download that app. It's got all kinds of great information on it. And under the podcast button, you can get to the morning breath guide and you'll know what chapter we're going to be in. Uh, you can also find that information on our website, eccc.us, under the media button. Uh, you can call the office, 321-452-1060. We can email or mail you a morning breath guide that way. And if you're on our website uh, or on the app, you can get over and, and see all the things that are happening at East Coast. You can link to our YouTube page and uh, watch ser- watch our sermon series and, and uh, just see what it's like here at East Coast. If you've never been here, it'll give you a good picture. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a lot of fun. You know, I've been uh, reaching out to somebody. Uh, we we have a, some things we've always done this to some degree. We're focused on it a little bit. This year, again, is our one, the person that we, you know, are believing God to see him saved and delivered. And I've got somebody local that I'm praying for. This one person isn't local, so I can't invite him to church. You know, I can't get him as dialed in to church, you know, like I could maybe somebody that lived in my neighborhood or something like that. So I use the website and I use the videos. I use YouTube. I, you know, he's he's reading the devotion and he's you know, he's watched this last Sunday's sermon, and he's listened to Morning Breath a few times, and it's it's a way for me to tie him in, and he lives in Colorado. So it's a tool, and yeah. I love it. I'm glad it's, to have those. The things. resources are amazing. Yeah, it, it is. In this day and age, it's just almost impossible <clears throat> not to have everything you need to, to press in. This isn't in our chapter. This might be a little bit off subject, but I think it's interesting to everybody because the book of Revelation is always interesting to people. I don't know why we are always drawn to that book, especially as young believers. But there's a verse in Revelation that says there'll be an angel in the heavens going about proclaiming the gospel. And I, when I first read that as a brand new believer, and, uh, you know, like Trinity Broadcasting was big and all that. And they, I, I, I asked myself the question, 
because angel just means messenger. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, wings and Michael or, you know, an archangel or something of that nature. I always wondered, is that a satellite going around the world? Because mm. right now we have that kind of technology going around the world right now. I mean, if you didn't dream this was even possible, but you version Bible and what's going on with it right now and how many, how much around the world and how many languages and it's incredible yeah. how those resources are going around the world. So I asked that question. I've been a Christian for 40 years. So 40 years ago, I asked my question, that question, is that going to be a satellite, hmm. you know, that's preaching the gospel? What is that? You know, I just asked the question, who knows? And we're in that season now of sure. having so many resources. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, man. So let's get into it. Anything else we need to do here? I really don't have it. too much to say. We oh, are yeah, having a weekend. special, yeah, team weekend. It's coming up uh, this weekend. We're asking you to wear a jersey, a shirt, a hat, a favorite team. It doesn't have to be football team. It can be baseball. It can be soccer. It can be, you know, hockey, whatever you'd like to do. Just going to have a fun day that way as we get into the, the word that day. It's the end of our devotion, so a little celebratory atmosphere in the service. People can eat meat Yay. again just and in time for the game. if they want. Yeah, and then we're going to watch the game that night. So I uh, just encourage you to come. be a fun day at East Coast Christian Center. I think I'm going to make a bunch of hamburgers and have a bunch of chocolate chip cookies for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I think that's great. I might have some chicken wings. Who knows? Anyway, uh, we're going to get into it today. We're reading uh, Philippians chapter 4. We're going to read New King James, you too? Yes, sir. All right, man. Do we need to? Well, how many chapters are in this thing? I mean, how many chapters? How many verses? Twenty-three. Yeah, we got twenty-three. Where, where do you want to break it? What's half of twenty-three? Well, eleven and a half. <laughs> so yeah. So you got to stop right in the middle. You want to read through verse eleven? Yeah, I'll take it to there. Let's, All right, I'll pick it up in twelve. It actually, you well, know, it's a colon. You want to keep going? It's kind of laid out a little bit different. I think I'm going to read through verse ten. Okay. Yeah, and give you from 11 on, because there isn't much. They're very, really short verses towards the end. All right, that's what I'll do. <clears throat> okay, do I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. Therefore, my beloved and long-for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. I implore Judea and I implore Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labor with who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also. And the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be, be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Verse 11, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning grieving, sorry, giving and receiving, but you only. 
For even in Thessalonica you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, but especially those who are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Amen. You know, something that just stood out to me just this second as you read, Mark, listening to to the scripture come out of your mouth was the sort of the divine tension that Paul is in here. He's celebrating two things. He's celebrating, man, you guys help me. And if you've ever been in a situation where you needed help or, you know, something's going on where you need to raise some money or whatever the situation is, it's really, a, it's incredible when somebody helps. It's just, you're, you're grateful and you want to say, man, I needed that. Thank you. But he's also wanting to make sure that they understand that this isn't all about me getting money. This is about, I'm, I'm believing God for great things to happen in your life. And so there's always going to be that tension whenever that dynamic is going on, or at least there should be. You should never have the attitude of, it's all gimme, gimme, my name is Jimmy. Or you shouldn't have the, all, the attitude of, oh, no, you know, I never receive. I'm only a, you know, a giver. You know, da-da. No, there's, there's always going to be or should always be a little bit of divine tension between, yeah, thank God for your gift. But you know what? The real focus here is I'm believing God for something to go into your account because you did give. And so it just stood out to me how Paul's walking that line, and he's given us an example on how to keep our heart right and focus right when we're dealing with financial things and when people are helping us. Yeah. Because if you've ever been involved in a church, i got news for you. Uh, we, it's not a business where you sell stuff. It's something where people give. Yeah. And so it's a dynamic that's always challenging to the pastoral side of it. Well, and it's, you know, I was just thinking as you're saying that, the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. But if you think about that, it, it's still blessed to receive. Yeah, right. it is. And and the point that Paul's making here and that you're making, I, I was listening to uh, another teacher recently, and he was talking about, you know— David Crank? No, it wasn't David Oh, Crank. okay. I just said that's one of his favorites. It was actually kidding. Andrew Womack. Oh, yeah, he's a great guy. Um, but he was talking about how he—there was a, a pastor uh, and his wife who they weren't, they weren't taking— a salary from the church that they were pastoring and not that they were loaded, but they had retired so they could live without taking the salary. But he said, he said, you need to take a salary because you need to give these people the opportunity to sow into the, into the ministry and sow into you. Yes. And there's incredible value. It's not. And so that's a, that's a change of mindset on the part of the minister to go, you know what? I, the ministry that we're doing is fertile soil, and people need the opportunity to sow Plant into that into so that they it. can yep. receive a harvest. Absolutely. I'd love to hear you talk more about that. Well, what's amazing about that, uh, Mark, is I was in pastoral ministry in Denver for almost 10 years, and then when I moved here, I started a business. And so I'm I'm doing this little business, and but it's it's profitable. It's doing well. And I've got, you know, maybe six, seven, eight, ten employees, depending on what time it was, maybe go up to 15 at times. And uh, then I started, you know, being involved here at the church. And before long, I became pastor of the church. But I didn't need to take a salary. So I didn't. I didn't take a salary the first year or the second year. And I just was working. And I started, God started dealing with me 
on the same things, saying, you know, I get it. I, I never wanted to take a salary from the church ever again in my life. I got in this mindset of, no, nope, I've got a way to do this. I don't need to. I'm going to, you know, i am got a little bit of business savvy, maybe not tons, but enough to make a living. And I'm just going to do that and go that route. And I really felt like, and, and Andrew and I, you know, we're good friends, and but he never told me that back then. I don't think he knew it back then. But I, God dealt with me and said, you know, the Bible says, and, you know, I say, you know, a workman's worthy of his hire that, you know, and there's a ton of things that, you know, don't, don't muzzle the ox when they're thre- threshing the corn and, you know, on and on. You could go to so many things in Scripture that talk about that part of it. And I became convicted about two and a half years into this process of you're not doing, it's not right. You are not giving people and even the church an opportunity to prosper because you're not allowing them to sow into your life. Um, Give it all away if that's your issue, Mm. is what I felt like the Lord said. Just give it all away if that's an issue. Uh, And uh, But you should take it. And so I began to, at some point, do that. But it was a—it's one of those things. One of the things that I got convicted of in the process was pride. Because I got in this little bit of this prideful, you know, I don't need a salary. I got this covered. You know, hey, you know, I can do this. And that part was wrong, too. So, you know, there's a lot of traps out there that try to get you even when you're trying to do the right thing or a good thing. And that was another part of the trap that I felt like I got convicted of that, hey, dude, that's pride. And even for many years, I wouldn't even share those things that I just shared with you. Because, I, you know, again, I don't want to be in pride about it or blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, it's just the process that God does in, in dealing with you in your life. And so that's part of what worked with me. And I do think um, I, knew, I knew a guy, maybe the smartest guy I ever met on giving and receiving, who one day we were, uh, let me see, where was he at? Like South Carolina somewhere. I don't remember where it was at. Anyway, we were at his church, and Andrew was speaking there, and Pastor David and I went there to be with Andrew and, and help with some things. And so we're there, and we're going to lunch. And this guy walks up to—as uh, we're going up to lunch, this pastor, a guy walks up to him and says, Hey, man, you know, can you help me out with some some money? And uh, he says, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you real help. And he says, What's that? He says, You give me some money. He says, I've only got about 35 cents. He said, Give me a quarter. I'm a minister of the gospel. So a quarter into my life, and God is going to bless you in a big way. And so I thought, oh, he's going to let, give the guy a quarter, and then he's going to slip him 10. The guy gave him a quarter. He says, God's got this. And he turned around and walked away and went in the store. Wow. And I was like, he really believes that. <laughs> you know, and he really believed he helped that guy. You know, where I'm thinking, oh, I'll give him five bucks. He said, no, five bucks wouldn't help that guy. That guy needs a breakthrough in his finances, and he needs to get on God's plan. Wow. And I was like, okay, I got a little more to learn here, you know, a little better way of thinking about this. And, and I think we compromise that in helping the poor sometimes. I'm not saying we shouldn't help the poor. I think that, you know, in the politically charged area we are right now, um, I believe the Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. But there are tons of people that can't work. It's one thing if you don't or won't work when you can, but when you can't, we should be very generous and kind. And the church, 
uh, should be doing a big part of helping people that really need help, not helping deadbeats. Um, I'm in that camp not to help deadbeats, but having that gracious side of the church is important too. And so, yeah, I think we got, we've still got a lot of things to learn about that whole area. Yeah, it's an it's a it's a vast area. Oh my gosh! And and the Bible has so much to say about it. But and it's so charged. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because people are oh, you just everybody wants to judge your motives. Everybody wants to you know. And if you're if you seem like you're a little tighter than somebody else, somebody will judge your motives for that. It it just goes back and forth. It's a it's a really charged. Area. Well, and unfortunately, we've had, you know, uh, bad instances in the exactly. past of people taking advantage of it very publicly and, and making a mess of it. And so it, it does, because what it, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Right. And so when you fall in love with it, uh, then it does create all that chaos. But if you yep. can stay in, and it, it's the guys like you're talking about, like the guy who took the quarter, <laughs> you know, he was all in. He was all in on verse 19. Yep. And it says, Good. and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. This is a verse that I have to come back to because it's it's one of those verses where you're either going to believe the Bible or you're not. Yep. And I have to go back to this and go, you know what? This is what this says. And if I believe this, then I should not be concerned. I should not be worried. To say, God, my God shall supply all of your need. And here's one of the things that hit me. According to his riches. I love it. I used to sit there and go, God, I don't know how you're going to supply all my need. There's not enough money in my bank account. And one yeah. day he said, it doesn't say it's according to your riches. Yep. He said, it's according to mine. Yep. And that's incredible. And it's why the riches are by Christ Jesus. Yep. Jesus has done a finished work. And in that finished work is the access to everything that we need. Literally, everything that we need is accessed through faith in Christ Jesus. And that's how God does it. He's not doing it independently of that. He's doing it by Christ Jesus. Yeah, I love it. That's a great picture, Mark. You know, any saying this to people who he had just gotten done talking about how much they'd given to him, which it isn't just like, oh, he'll meet all your need if you don't do it his way. You really do have to get on that. See, there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can be on the, the world's method, which says one plus one is two, or you can be on God's message method, which says give and it'll be given to you. In other words, minus yourself of one, it'll equal two. Mm. Instead of one plus one is two. And these guys were all-stars, Pro Bowl givers, if we're going to use football terms because they were getting close to the Super Bowl. Uh, the Philippians, he's saying, look, nobody else was doing this, and you guys helped me. This was incredible. In Thessalonica, you did this twice. And when, when you guys wanted to but couldn't, and then you got another opportunity, you did. And so then he says, and my God shall supply all your need. So the laws of sowing and reaping are in effect here. It's not like, you know, hey, you just don't do anything or get on God's plan and it'll work for you. And that's what this pastor was trying to do with this guy was get him on God's plan. And he, he actually, this probably took 10 minutes. He explained to him a, a little bit about the laws of sowing and reaping and that you got to you just can't be a taker and, you know, you'll be a panhandler the rest of your life and grub money on the corner to buy wine. You can do that. Or you could get off of that and get in the kingdom of God. Mm. Here's part of it. And I mean, I'm, I'm standing there going like, dude, does he even comprehend what you're talking about? But I think it's I think we sell people short on what they can comprehend when the spirit yeah. of God is is confirming the words in their heart. And so that's the other thing about this is this is true, and it is according to his riches and glory. And by the way, there are streets of gold in heaven and pearly gates and all that stuff. 
God's riches and glory are incredible in Christ Jesus. And, and he's saying it to people who have gotten on God's program. I want to go to something else that I thought was, there's two things that really stood out to me in this chapter, and they have nothing to do with what we said so far. I want to go to one at verse five. It says, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. And I, I, I had to ask myself the question this morning, what am I known for? Mm. Let your gentleness be known to all men. And that, um, just be frank, you know, that's why I like doing this chapter reading and talking to Jesus about it, because it's more than just studying words and, you know, understanding verses. There's like, where am I at in this? You know, what am I doing? How am I known? And I almost would guarantee I'm not really known as a gentle person. And I started looking at that word, and in, in, in 2 Corinthians 10.1, it, it actually uses that word to describe Christ mm. in the meekness and gentleness of Christ is as, as how second Corinthians 10 one says it. And it's like, mm. and so I did lean into the word and, and, and in some ways I can, I can see, see some of this in my life, but I need to grow here. Um, equitable, appropriate, mild, gentle, you know, uh, those are the, what the word means. And so I thought, what am I known for? I want to be known. And then the next thing it says is, for the Lord is at hand. And this could be second coming talk, or this could be, hey, guys, wake up. Jesus is right here. Yeah. You know, he's... He's paying he lives, attention. Yeah, he lives in us, and he's paying attention. What are you known for? And so that convicted me this morning. I just wanted to throw that out because I think stuff that does that in me has value when you share it with others. And so... Uh, Absolutely. Anyway. And, and the idea, of, I think, especially certain kind of guys, especially, <laughs> but, but even women, um, depending on how they're wired, you know, just yep. we have sometimes a gruff exterior or yep. a very reserved exterior. So people don't really know what you're like. I yeah. think I deal with that sometimes. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of quiet and straight-faced. You're, gruff, <laughs> no, you're gruff and straight-faced. No, <laughs> but I am kind of quiet and straight-faced around a lot of people. And so people are kind of like, well, I, won't, I don't really know, I don't what's know where going. he's at. Yeah, yeah exactly. where's he at about this? Instead of just just smiling, you yeah. know, and, and being open. And, uh, and and so being known, and here's the thing is to sit there and go, you know what, I'm not wired to be gentle. How am I supposed to, yeah, you know what, good, the Bible says on. that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you can go right down that list from the book of Galatians, right. and, and you can sit there and go, you know what, I'm being reminded that these things are given to me by the Spirit of Come God, on. and it's and it's not for me to try to manufacture them or fake them. It's for me to press into the Spirit of God and say, Lord, I want to live with these things evident in my life. You're telling me that they're available to me by your Spirit, so help me to help me to understand them. Press, help me to press into your spirit so that these things can become evident. And that's, I think, where if you look back at what uh, John the Baptist said, he must increase and I must decrease. Yeah. If we'll decrease in our own lives and let the fruit of the Spirit increase, it'll come out effortlessly. Yeah. Well, even think about this. We talked about giving. I, I wasn't naturally a giver before I got saved. I was a naturally a taker. And that's changed in me. Mm. Uh, oh, well, it's not my personality. Baloney. I don't want to just be me. I want to be Christ in me, the hope of mm. glory. I want the Spirit of God. And Christ. if Christ is known as, you know, gentle, well, he lives in me. Somehow, Lord, help me to express that through my life. And I'm going to tell you, this does not look easy to me. Right. For me. But that doesn't, that isn't the real issue. The real issue is, 
it's possible because of the Spirit of God on the inside of me, just as you said, Mark, and you said that well, and we don't need to go back over it again. So, hey, we're going to actually take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend Mike Green and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9:15 and 10:45 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I said two things stood out to me in the chapter. And as I read it, which is amazing, had nothing to do with our devotion or nothing to do with the finances that we talked about earlier, all that other stuff. But the one was gentleness and what am I known for? The other one was, verse 2, I implore Yudia and uh, would you say those two names, Mark? You're really good at pronouncing. I don't know. I'm not Greek. Yudia uh, and Syntyche? Uh, yeah, I went Syntyche, you know, yeah. Syntyche. Yeah, you could go a million directions with it. But two women, I implore to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I thought to myself, wow, what's going on here? Is there strife, which is maybe a high form of disagreement? Or is there just division? They, you know, because they both appear to be, I kind of think they're both maybe at fault because it doesn't say 
Udia get right or Sintik or however you say your name, you get right. It says be reunited with one another. So, you know, that can happen where we both kind of are need to move to the middle. The other thing I thought about here was when in Philippi, it was the first place the gospel was preached to women. Mm. And the church that was born in Philippi met in a woman's house. Nice. And here are leading women. Yeah. Put that in your mail pipe and smoke it. <laughs> God bless you guys. Have a great day in Jesus. Bye. See you, Pastor Mark. See you. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.